0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere.
2: Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kasterman, and this is our weekly look at the Minnesota Twins. I am joined as I am each and every week by Rhett Bollinger. Rhett, uh, the Twins are obviously uh, coming down to the final games of what has been a long and miserable 2016 season. As we record this, they are on pace to lose 103 games this season, which would be the most for the Twins since moving to Minnesota in 1961. The only other Twins team to lose more than 100 games in the season was the 1982 club, which lost, lost a team record 102. I know uh, you know, it, it's not something you can necessarily keep in your mind as you play the game, but I would have to imagine, collectively, the guys in that clubhouse do not want to set a club record uh, here in 2016.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely not a good uh, thing to be on pace to lose that many games, especially considering the expectations coming into the season. That'd be I mean, one thing if the Twins are trying to rebuild um, and they had a tough season like this, but the fact is this team thought they were going to compete this year. So the team last year that was in contention for the last weekend of the season thought this year they at least have a chance to, you know, compete for, uh, you know, even if it's just a wild card, um, and to kind of fall five on their faces this hard and to be on pace with 103 games, uh, it's certainly surprising, but we've seen it now all season long. I think obviously early in the year, the 0-9 start kind of sunk them, and a tough start in general even after that and then they started playing a little bit better baseball and then sure enough now as we've talked about the last couple uh, you know about last month or so uh they've really kind of gone back the other way again so it, it's been tough for them uh as you said they definitely don't want to set that record i remember covering the team my first year 2011 uh that team lost 99 games on the last day of the season carl pavano threw a shutout to let the twins win one uh, nothing against the royals i remember pavano even after the game was saying the 99 losses is a heck of a lot better than 100 so <laughs> Even in that game, Pavana was certainly aware of the fact that uh, the Twins, if they lost that game, were going to lose 100. And just that stigma of a 100-loss team is certainly even more than just the 99-loss team. So
2: yeah. to,
0: to go over 100 and, yeah, and to break the all-time franchise record, like I said, especially considering the, the fact that they were coming into the season
2: with high hopes, uh, would definitely not be a good thing for this uh, team. Yeah, as I said, 103 would break the Minnesota record. Small consolation, small silver lining is that they will not approach the the true franchise record, which goes back to the Washington days. That was 113 losses by the 1904 Washington Senators, so at least they won't be touching that one, Rhett. But, uh, yeah, obviously this has just been a rough year, and it's not just about performance. It's also about injuries. The Twins have had, I would say, more than their fair share, And, and we've seen that even down the stretch this season. Now Eddie Rosario. Uh, is, is the latest victim uh, after getting hit in the hand over the weekend. Yeah, we'll find out more about Rosario, uh, potential uh, hairline
0: fracture in his finger there. split into second base on Saturday, uh, was out of lineup on Sunday. Uh, I'm sure today, today's Tuesday, I'm sure we'll find out uh, before the game kind of the significance of the injury and how bad he's hurt right now. Uh, wouldn't be a good thing for them to have to deal with that down, you know, to finish the season with him injured like that. He's had kind of an up-and-down year this year after a solid rookie year last season. Uh, the good news, is at least, is Miguel Sano uh, is supposed to come back here in the next couple of days here. He's doing a lot better, which is a good sign from his back injury. Uh, obviously, the Twins didn't want to have to miss him for the rest of the season as well. It's been kind of one of those tough years for guys like Rosario. And, and Sano has obviously done better than Rosario. had better overall numbers, but not quite the you know numbers he had last year. So you've seen some of these guys that were, you know, Supposed to be part of this big wave this season. It's supposed to help the, t- the Twins compete. Uh, kind of, you know, maybe take a step back a little bit. Maybe one of those sophomore slumps a little bit. Uh, and now, obviously, dealing with injuries.
2: Yeah, the injuries have, have obviously uh, wrecked havoc on this club. And, um, you know, Danny Santana, Trevor Plouffe, uh, both out for the rest of the year. Had Sunday's lineup featured uh, Schaefer, Polanco, Vargas, Grossman, uh, Beresford. Uh, John Ryan Murphy just... Yeah, obviously not the not the kind of lineup uh, you, you hope to see or expect to see uh, this late in the year. We could see more interesting lineups uh, here at this final home stand, just just given the uh, the situation on the injury front. Um, but let's talk about Dozier. Uh, we we talked about Brian Dozier quite a bit on this podcast. Of course, you know he's having this amazing season under unfortunate circumstances team wide. And uh, he was saying the other day, Reddit, he's just really having trouble enjoying this this career year, uh, given the team circumstances.
0: Yeah, definitely true. It's it's been tough for him. You know, He's definitely a team player. He's kind of leader of this team. Um, And obviously having an incredible year, having as many home runs uh, is incredible. But at the same time, I think it's been tough for him to kind of, you know, he he feels awkward when he's kind of celebrated for it just because he knows the team's record. Even in the game, three home runs and did the curtain call, he admitted after the game that it was just kind of awkward having to do that, knowing that the Twins, you know, uh, were losing again and and keep losing in in games that he's homered in. As a team player, it's just kind of been tough on him. Even after these games, you know, it's kind of like, you know, as the media will go into the clubhouse after a game, uh, and we'll just kind of want to talk to Dozier because he had another home run again. But sure enough, it's another loss. It's kind of, it's kind of starting to wear on him a little bit in terms of being kind of the focus. Because I think he wants to kind of take that focus off himself a little bit in terms of, you know, the overall team play. But at the same time, when they're playing as poorly as they are, he's kind of the one positive. You know, kind of angle of this team right now. Other than maybe the way that Buxton's been a little better, uh, you know, since he came back up in September, so uh, it's been wearing on him for sure. I think, like I said, he's he's the leader. I know talking to him a lot in spring training and early in the year, he was one of the guys who's adamant this team was going to compete. So I think kind of watching it all fall apart around him uh, has been tough. I, I think obviously early in the year he was a part of the issues they had. He definitely had a slow start to the season, uh, but obviously he's been so good now for you know several months while well, the team has really kind of fallen off. It's been it's kind of tough for him to kind of balance out of uh, his own personal success with the team struggles. So, uh, as, as you said, I'm sure he'd have a lot more fun like last year. Even though he didn't have as good of a season, at least last year, he was a big part of a team that was in contention until the end.
2: As we record this, Dozier has 41 home runs on the year. 39 of those have come uh, while playing second base. He had two home runs uh, in one game as a DH in, in late July. And, Brett, he can become just the fourth player in history to have 40 home runs in a season uh, as a second baseman with his next home run uh, at that position Davey Johnson, Rogers Hornsby and Ryan Sandberg, It's a pretty good list. Are, are the other three and he's got a chance at that uh at Davey Johnson's record uh, for home runs as a second baseman. How conscious do you think he is of these things or uh, again, it's difficult circumstances given where the team is at, but but it's pretty uh you know, pretty lofty individual record to to be within striking distance of. So,
0: yeah, definitely. He's definitely aware too. I think mostly because we always ask him about it. You know, after every game, we're talking about a different, uh, you know, a different person that he passed. A lot of talk so far about Harmon Killebrew, you know, becoming the only Twins player other than Harmon to even hit more than 35 home runs, let alone 40. Um, as you said, the record uh, by home runs by a second baseman while playing that position is shared by you know Davey Johnson at uh, 42. Johnson did hit 43. one year, but also had a pinch hit home run that year that didn't quite count. So he's only a couple back, three back of that record. Uh, Also has a chance here to, you know, lead the major leagues in home runs, which would be the first time since I believe Harmon Killebrew, I believe it was in 1967 or 1969. I know it's been a long time since uh, the Twins had a leader in home runs. So a lot of things at stake here. Uh, Dozer definitely knows, like I said, we definitely always ask him and talk about all the people he's passing and obviously tied the AL record of, of 39 runs as a second baseman which was held by Alfonso Soriano so uh, a lot of power hitters in that list and the guys obviously ahead of him, the three ahead of him uh, as second baseman, uh, Rogers Hornsby is one of the best players
2: of all time, uh, Tyler Johnson is pretty impressive Brett, One last thing, uh, any, any latest developments as, as far as the next step for the Twins and, uh, and filling that vacancy in the front office?
0: The Twins have been pretty quiet about it. There's certainly been a little bit more movement recently. We've heard about some of the names uh, that they've started to talk to a little bit. They're starting to leak out a little bit. A lot of them are kind of coming from uh, the national perspective, not as much uh, right. locally. The Twins have been kind of a quiet organization about it, but we've heard about, you know, obviously it's kind of coming from other teams, whether it's been the Cubs, you know, GM admitting that Jason McCloud's a candidate, uh, the Royals. We, we know that J.J. Piccolo is already interviewed for it. Uh, there's been some candidates who are kind of popping up, but I think the tough thing is part of it, as the a, a fans have been kind of hearing some of the big names, whether it's Alex Anthopoulos, uh, you know, Ben Charrington, some of these big names have kind of turned the Twins down, uh, which has kind of made it tough on them. I think part of the thing is, too, with the Twins being so private about it all, there aren't that many names out there, so it makes it look like the Twins don't really have a plan or don't really have all these candidates when they've already had a lot of candidates. They've already had a <laughs> lot of interviews. They've just been yeah. kind of quiet about it. Um, it's one of those things where I think, in some ways, it's kind of hurt them not having all the candidates out there just because just make it look like nobody wants a job. And of course, it's still, you know, a premier job to have that kind of power. And you know, something like they want to do one of those hirings where it's going to be a president, uh, baseball operations, and then that person will probably hire a GM underneath them. It's not set in stone, but that's kind of the way that a lot of teams are going these these days, and the Twins kind of want to emulate that. So um, I have a feeling that you know, they'll try to, try to wrap it up when they can uh somewhat soon but some of it's going to be kind of dependent i'm sure too on some of the teams in the postseason uh and getting some of that you know access to talk to some of their people um as they go along here i know that dave st peter twins president wanted to get this done by the end of the season might be a little tougher because it's two weeks away from right now um but i do think that they want to get that done as quickly as possible especially early in the off season so they don't have to worry about that
2: once uh free agency and everything hits there after the world series all right, yeah, and it's definitely an attractive uh, position, especially with some of the young talent. You see the you see Byron Buxton's emergence here in this last month, and, and it gives you uh, hope for the future right there and, and, of course, some other young players in the system. So uh, we'll see what develops there the next few weeks, and Rhett will be all over that for MLB.com. I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. It's been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins Edition.